special. Starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Introducing Chewbacca's family. His wife, Mala. His father, Itchy. His son, Lumpy. And now, Lou Ferrigno asks the Incredible Hulk. That's right, everyone. It's the Monday Lorians. We're back at last to talk about the Star Wars Holiday Special in an incredibly special episode because it is our final episode. Yeah. Well, talking about Ooh. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Because we haven't talked about Star Wars for months. Uh, exactly. <laughs> we came back. We had a little break. Not doing the show. We all decided, wait, we hate Star Wars. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's never talk about it again. again. <laughs> but we've got one patch of ground left to cover. It's one we've wanted to for a long time. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Before that, guys, how have you been? Been good, yeah. Just, uh, as always, busy with life and work and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess, like, media-wise, not too much has kind of, like, taken up my life in the past <laughs> few months. Um, but, you know, I've been trying to, I think a bit like Jake in a way, like, sort of balance my consumption of uh, media in different ways, whether it be, like, music, podcasts, TV shows, films. Nothing has stood out to me too much. Well, a lot has changed so for you, though, in the mm. strike months. You've you've gotten mm. married. You've had <laughs> two, two children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lumpy. And... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and itchy. Yeah. I, named, I named you after my condition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lumpy. Uh, no, I, I, I wish there's probably that. Well, not maybe marriage, but yeah. I wish I could say I'd like bought a house or something exciting like that. But no, it's still live in the same life no you're selling one instead yeah <laughs> yes yeah and where is that no <laughs> yeah. shout out to our estate agents we're coming to the end of the show we just got to flog all our shit yeah. <laughs> and to the fans who'll buy this yes niall yeah. ate off this plate <laughs> yes the auction of uh, the monday laureans yeah. i mean if there's any listeners out there who do are interested in the house yeah, speak, well. send a message, a DM today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they called DMs anymore, or has that changed? Oh, is it still direct? The messages? strike has changed so much. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about this? I don't know. <laughs> but Jake, what about you? Uh, yeah, just getting on with life and work and uh, university studies and all of that stuff. But yeah, kind of similar to Dave. It's been um, I don't think I did this intentionally, but with the strikes, you know, we decided right, let's let's kind of follow the rules with the strikes, even though. You know, we're a very unheard of small podcast, so it doesn't really. Even if we did talk about Star Wars, nothing would really happen. But I, for me, I feel out of principle. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna f go by the guidelines that SAG-AFTRA set. But I think uh, within me, spiritually, or like it, within me, I just as well was just striking and didn't really consume much like TV and film for the last couple of months. Mm. Like in a way, I, I was internally striking as well. Mm. Um, so I was like been focusing more on other media. Like I've been reading way more books, listening to some more music and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but then I still watched Ahsoka as it was as it was coming out. Um, obviously, uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, a what? <laughs> yes, that, that, is that, that is it a Star Wars show we never talked about. That was that Star Wars show. <laughs> you <yes. and> <laughs> which is uh, so. I just I find it really funny now how we were had all that. <laughs> road to Ahsoka planned yes, with going yeah. through her story. I, it, I can't believe me and Jake like 
recorded 20, 30 episodes just for nothing. Like, Absolutely <laughs> for nothing, yeah. I like before the strike, it looked like we all fell out over something. It's like, you guys did Ahsoka. I ran off to do Indiana Jones. It's yes, like, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, why yeah. isn't Niall involved in the road to Ahsoka? Yeah. <laughs> is he is he boycotting it already? Yes, but it, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting time to, you know, watch Ahsoka because even amongst ourselves, we weren't really discussing Star Wars. Really, yeah. You know, because like it was, the show was coming out and we were watching it, but mm. we weren't like... Oh, what did you think of this? Yeah. And we were kind of like, yeah, it was. We, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> well, know, I like... guess we were always like, you know, knowing that that discussion would come at some point. But yeah, I guess just generally as well. And that's been the thing that's happened in my head for the past three, four years is just that change, as we've discussed in pop culture and the way that we consume media, the fact that streaming has changed so much, conversations have changed. You know? Social media has yeah, changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I remember going into work and everyone being excited and discussing the latest Marvel film or. You know, there'd still be some sense of, you know, oh, I'm going to see this and I'd have a group of friends we would go see all like the big films, even if they weren't superhero ones. There'd still be like other award contenders, dramas, that kind of thing. Um, but it just seems so segmented now, you know, that you can speak to people. They're like, I watched this series. I'm like, oh, that's not even on my radar. Or people are watching a lot of reality TV and I'm like, oh, I went and saw this the other day. You should go watch it. It's a brilliant film. Oh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. And they never do because they're just so busy with other things. It's um, too much content. Yeah. There's way too much and content. And streaming mm. has really highlighted, uh, sorry, the strikes have really highlighted again a lot of the flaws. And I think, yeah, just the way that even companies and studios are marketing and approaching their films these days, just so much has changed. It's hard to engage with it in the same way. So I think that's what's led people to so many different avenues and stuff now. So it almost feels like I'm trying to like ride out an under, not an underlying strike, but just for Hollywood and media to kind of, get his grip again you know i think mm. me and niall have quite enjoyed you know going to some kind of fun cinema in terms of like godzilla for example mm. or where you get like re-releases and we'll have like uh, the boy and the heron coming up this week as well you know to me then that feels like oh yeah you know cinema something which is from like you know or tour filmmakers if you want to say that or you know from like these big sort of like long-running cinema well, franchises well, and stuff those so. filmmakers seem like separate from like the industry that we're, we're striking against yes, which yeah. is you know mm. all the, co the yes. american californian corporations and studios mm. and all this sort of stuff they yeah. independent studios and mm. independent filmmakers still got to do their thing still got to carry on making movies yeah you know i just miss the days of you know even you got something like which i recently discussed uh with uh, my friend sarah of how something like wonka which has just come out you know i think back to the day in which charlie and the chocolate factory come out that was everywhere. You would buy a Wonka chocolate bar itself. Like you'd go into like a shop and there'd be like this big display and, you know, it'd be splattered over every like television advert and things like that. But, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen to films anymore. David, that sounds like you had a really interesting conversation with her. Yeah. Is yeah. that available to yeah, watch? Did no, someone happen to record yeah, that conversation? Yeah, a subtle plug there. I'll, I'll leave it till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do it at a time so I don't forget. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen Wonka yet, but... Would you say it's not directed towards a younger audience like the previous ones have? Uh, well, I think as this Paul King, which is the Paddington guy, it's very much kind of family friendly. Family friendly, so yeah. In some ways, some people's problems with the film is that it isn't dark enough or doesn't feel like the Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory book, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But I, I kind of see it as, you know, this is very different from Star Wars, but I see it as the kind of like, recontextualizing of Dahl which has happened in media in general which is like that guy's got some shady views and you know whether or not people like you know I personally like the kind of like dark twisted tales he likes 
but you know a lot of time family friendly Paddington stuff sells a lot better so I think that that if you see Wonka as that on its own and not like you know anything mm. to do with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Willy Wonka you so know, you're saying it's, it's, a fun, a, nice it's been pressured by the woke mob <laughs> <laughs> Some form of mob. <laughs> it's a final episode, so I want to get some of this out of the way. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to seeing it and then seeing Dune Part 2, where Timothy Chalamet plays two cult leaders. You know? Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, also, he has to do a lot of singing in Wonka as well, which is surprising. I didn't realize, you know, I, I'm not sure if I watched it and thought, oh, I didn't realize Timothy Chalamet could sing. I'm not sure if I would say he can sing. Can he? I don't know. That's me. He's definitely had some <laughs> lessons. He's definitely, you know, sung, but whether he was a singer, I wouldn't say he's a good singer but i wouldn't say he's a bad singer either he just sung so fair enough um yeah. but apparently he is doing like one of those biopics um of like a famous oh bob dylan oh bob yes. dylan yeah. so very yeah. weird choice i think so he really had to probably get ready for that as well so yeah he's definitely around a lot within film franchises at the moment he's and, the know. next big thing well he's yeah. already big but you know the next it yes it, it guy yeah i couldn't get out of my head because i haven't seen wonka i haven't seen the trailer for it no. I can't imagine like Timothy Chalamet singing the songs, but trying out Bob Dylan voices. Well, that's the, <laughs> that's the most demented that's, movie. That's the interesting thing going into 2024 is the kind of like, you know, 2023 seems to be going out with a whimper of these dying franchises like Aquaman in which they're like, right, let's just get this out of it, the way. It could make a billion it dollars. It could still again. do it, but it's still ultimately. I doubt it. I don't the, think it will. Is this the end of, you know, the DCU or, you know, Jason Momoa as that character, whatever, you know, it feels like we're going out not on a bang for 2023 so i think that then but then you look at next year and it's just so many sequels like dominating the year but not actually many superhero ones but the fact that mm. you've got like another ghostbusters you know it's like dune itself even though i love you know dune but the fact that there are so many sequels dominating you know the year it'll be interesting to see how how next year does you know maybe that break from uh mm. superheroes and stuff will be welcomed but whether people are still kind of sequeled out as well you know? well i think it was kind of testament in the summer we had with barbie and oppenheimer mm, yeah, yeah you know and how much money those two movies make completely polar opposite movies yeah, yeah. Mm. but you know independent big blockbuster movies and then yeah. the not two, two of the big you know, you know what i mean like yeah. solo sort of yeah. two of the big non-superior movies like a big franchise like fast and furious and mission impossible both underwhelmed at the box yes, office, yeah, so maybe yeah. there is something to... Com compared to their previous installments, yeah. Yeah, even the people who like it, they're reaching a breaking point. It's like, uh, I can wait. Mm. It's weird. It's really weird. And, and Transformers Rise 6, 5. Yeah. Well, I, uh, that, I haven't seen probably... the Marvels, and at this point, I'm very much like, I think I'll just wait until it comes on Disney+. Plus. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Because I just... I'm not... I'm, I, I liked the original Captain Marvel, but I'm just... They've reached a point with me where I'm kind of tired enough where I'm like... I don't know if I want to watch a whole movie to catch up with this character again. <laughs> but I, I'm also kind of like, I mean, it can, this will be more of a topic for another time, but I, I kind of get the feeling with Marvel now that because there's also so much Marvel TV, I'm like, I'll just watch it all at home. Because, mm. you know, because most of it, uh, like half of it, I can only watch at home. Yeah. You mm. don't, you know, so it's, that line is blurring. Yeah. It's no longer a solely cinematic experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. Which is a problem for your cinematic universe. Mm. You need to rebrand. Yeah, that's very true. Suppose, the Marvel Media uh, I, Multiverse. Know, now it? that you've mentioned it, I've actually never actually thought about that. Mm. That we still call it the MCU, but half of it now is on the TV. Because it made sense to me when the, the Netflix shows came out, that people were like, oh, it's kind of like a Marvel television universe. Yeah, yeah. It's adjacent, whatever. 
Yeah. Well, when I think of like highlights from the year, you know, I do think of, you know, as blockbuster probably wise, I think of like across the Spider-Verse and mm. maybe even yeah. though not that I would say like, oh, best film of the year or anything like that. But Dungeons and Dragons still stood out to me as like, oh, this was different. It was, it was real good. Fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think the fact that, like you said, it isn't connected to anything else. It's not a sequel. That's what made it stand out more to me. Mm. So I think that the fact that you've got something there, which is new as well. Even as, though it will get a sequel. Yeah, but, but also like <laughs> well, you I said, Jake, I don't know like how Bar- well it did. Barbie and Oppenheimer are still two standouts as well. But yeah, it's considered pretty much a box office failure. So I'm not sure if it will. Um, but, you know, then you go across the Spider-Verse, which is kind of doing something very different and new aside from the original film as well but in terms of animation and artistic kind of presentation. So in in my mind as well, that shows how, again, you know, my taste is like, I want something fresh, something new, not even just in terms of a franchise, but how you present it to me mm-hmm. in terms of something like animation. Because, you know, again, Transformers was a classic thing of even if that was like an original film, not like the sixth or seventh film in the franchise, you know, it still looks the same as every other like CG kind of like movie mm. coming out there. So, yeah. Which, you know, sometimes Star Wars it can be a part of that, sometimes it can't. <laughs> well, we'll see. Because the yeah. thing is, um, I was thinking about this when we were talking about the strikes. Even if like we weren't kind of ending the Mandalorians as it is, mm. like, we've got nothing to talk about for a while in terms mm. of new stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, Things are looking rough. I think Andor may have slipped back a year. Mm. I've, yes. I've heard people saying it might be 2025, and yeah. I'm praying every night, but yeah, because, I think it will be, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm hoping... I'm hoping we get Bad Batch season three. Yeah, I think because that's animated. Then, that's animated. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were as affected. <laughs> no, by this and there's only like one voice guy for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very true. Yeah, that is very true. Um, and then, and then the ever elusive skeleton crew. Yeah, which is like this. It's, it's turning this, into ghost crew. It, it's mm, this, yeah. is it? Am I the only one that thinks it's like this really like weird mystery project? Yeah, from, yeah. from from Disney that and yeah. Lucasfilm that it's like they're really not giving us a lot to go on mm. with this. And it's mm. like, oh, I always just still think of it as like, oh, the show with Jude Law. In a way, <laughs> though, know? I kind and of, there's some kids. Yeah, like, yeah. In a way, I'm kind of like looking forward to it more in the sense that maybe that's what these Disney Plus projects should be. Just a kind of like just some fun adventure show which doesn't have to be like oh my god learn what happened to obi-wan after these yeah. films or you know what happened in this big story which you have to see before another movie you know the fact they it can just be its own thing which might be the case for the acolyte as well so you know that's going to be interesting star wars is definitely going to play its part in terms of what we're talking about of the difference between streaming and movies and this complication of like television shows and mm. films and all that kind of well stuff. i think it's all going to change now. Yeah. After after all these strikes, I think we're going to mm. see a lot of change. But ironically, as we as we've discussed, some of it might go back. You know, like to, you know, as Bob Iger said, you know, the the emperor himself. Yes. Um. You know, traditional revenue streams have you know been overlooked recently, and maybe they should go back to some of those physical discs. That's yeah. why we got um first two seasons of Mando now mm. on physical and yeah. WandaVision and Loki. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Though interestingly, I'm not seeing as much like those would be sold out back in the day. Like I, and I'm like going on Zavi and stuff and that you can still buy them. Cause they're expensive. Pounds. Yeah. Nah, well, people used to pay that money for any type of steel book. Yes, so I think. Yes. But now you have the option of like pay 50 pounds to have this cool steel book. Yeah. Or you can just continue paying yes. for your Disney plus yes. subscription and just watch it. Exactly. There, yeah. You know? So I think, I understand why they're doing the steelbook thing, but I also think Disney should um, release a standard physical mm, yes, uh, yeah. release. You know, I was 
Yeah, I was glad to be in HMV the other day though, and actually see. I don't want to say familiar like people I'd never seen in there before because I'm not I'm not in HMV that much, <laughs> but they te- tended to be a certain type of crowd which I saw in there. Certain times people looking at the 4K same time as I did. Um, but I was seeing a lot of different kind of people and people like grabbing a lot of 4Ks, looking at them, people buying stuff, buying physical media, whether that be vinyls or Blu-rays, obviously the merch and stuff that they have in there. So I think, again, that, you know, there is definitely that is establishing in some regards and still got its faithful fan base as well. Yeah. Bring back physical media. As yes. Well. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's looking good. Oppenheimer is like sold out on 4K. Yeah. Apparently, they greatly underestimated how many people wanted it. So. And Barbie was originally only going to be on Blu-ray, but then obviously mm. made a billion dollars. So they're like, oh well, no, we have to do a 4K. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. That any future production, like any production you do now, you would not consider mm. releasing mm. on 4K. Yeah. 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 You know, it just seems a bit strange. But hey. But you know what? The industry is really weird now. And you should have seen it in 1978 (laughs) when I made a little TV movie called The Star Wars Holiday Special. (laughs) Now, uh, the Holiday Special, every Star Wars fan knows about it, whether they just know it as a joke or they've actually gone to see the whole thing. (laughs) Or if they were alive in 1978 (laughs) watching it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, (laughs) they're a protected generation. They went through a lot. Elder statesmen of trauma. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I know for you guys, we've just watched it together which is a very lovely experience very different to us watching rogue one together <laughs> yes yeah, yeah but way more fun this time I thought. <laughs> well, uh, way, i'm being uh, facetious way more laughs way yes. more laughs yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely way more laughs <laughs>, <laughs> but uh for, i think for both you guys it was your first time to watching it the whole way through yes yeah okay so what what's like our collective history with this project like when did like jake when did you first hear about it I don't really, I can't remember when I first heard about it. I think, you know, once you become a Star Wars fan, you know, you absorb the general information of mm. being a Star mm. Wars fan. And that's like one of those things of like, oh, back in the day, they made this mm. really weird, mm. like holiday special. Mm. And especially when I was younger, like growing up with the prequels and then a bit older, it almost seemed like not real. Yeah. You know, because mm. it was like this talked about thing, but you you know, it was you could you could only watch it if somebody had it on like a recorded yeah. VHS or something. It was like, like that. the idea of buying drugs. Yeah, you that's what I mean. It was like this myth, yeah. you know, yeah, like this yeah. thing that like, what are you talking about? They're yes. singing Christmas carols, yeah, and yeah. you know, and there's Chewbacca has like a family and <laughs> yes, stuff. Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, and I think because it wasn't on YouTube, it only went on YouTube fairly recently yeah. in the grand scheme of things. I think in the days of early YouTube, I don't know if you could upload anything that long. So yeah. it would be broken up into like part yes. one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. So and then eventually it did start showing up on YouTube mm. or at least clips. And that's mm. where I saw like little fragments and clips and, yeah. and sort of made my opinion on those and being like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to actively search to, to mm. watch this. You know what I mean? I, I think... I think I'm passing that. But yeah, it always had like a culty, mythic quality <laughs> to this holiday special of like, ooh, I wonder if this film actually exists, you know? <laughs> it's like a very moment in time that was like, it because it was on live broadcast yeah. TV and then gone, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah, I guess it's kind of like in my mind as well, it's like the kind of purist to me or the sort of, you know, George Lucas or fanboy, whatever you want to sort of say, it was like, even as the more I learned about it, I was just like, that is, you know, like, I don't want to sort of accept that that's real just because like you said, from the things that you would see, 
would be like, why is Chewbacca wearing a, a robe? <laughs> you know? No, that's <laughs> not then, true. Yeah, that's impossible. Exactly. So I think it did take me a long time to know about it because like I said, I, most Star Wars stuff I would grow up and acknowledge and be aware of. But yeah, I think it wasn't, even when I think back to my days of like, when the prequels were coming out and then there was the Star Wars data banks and I was like looking mm. into all things mm. like that. You know, I, I don't think it was until like, you know, the days of then like Wikipedia in which like I was like looking at Chewbacca or Kashyyyk or something like that and something mentioned like, oh, and his, you know, wife and his father Itchy and I was like, what? what's this about? And I'm like clicking and I'm seeing these pictures like, where's this coming from? So it's probably the same time I probably started to realize things like the Ewok movies mm. Mm. Um, and things like that there's sort of like i started to become aware of it um but yeah it's one of those things then which seemed like i don't know i i i think as i discovered things then like the muppets having star wars characters come into there for guest stars with mark hamill and stuff it seemed like that kind of thing like okay it was just this fun little christmas day thanksgiving thing that they did but then as years gone on and see more clips of it you're like, oh, this was really weird, actually. It wasn't just carols with Chewbacca or whatever. It was like full-on Oh, that se- album would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Dance sequences and, yeah, all sorts of things. So, yeah, that's, it's been a very gradual process of learning and, yeah. and seeing it. Bit of fascism thrown in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really specific story for when I first learned about the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. And it's all because of a man named Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, Because okay. in the music video for White and Nerdy, mm. I think it might be in the lyrics, I'm not 100%, but he, he goes to, I think, a dark alley to get a copy, a bootleg VHS mm. of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's a funny joke. That would be like a really weird idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then it starts to come out when you like Google it. You're like, What? what is this? And I was dying to see it because, you know, I'd chew up anything Star Wars. Like, I've already... No, I hadn't seen the Ewok movies at that point, but I was already in that sphere, whatever I could get my grubby mitts on. <laughs> and I didn't see it till a few years ago for the first time. Can we and not I, say this phrase, grubby mitts, after seeing Itchy all day? <laughs> I don't know what nobody wanted to do with them. But, um, Especially that power bank scene. Uh, right? yeah. The mind you're, evaporator. The mind evaporator, yeah. Evaporate all of you. What was her name? Diane. Diane Carroll? Diane Carroll. <laughs> Do you think they told her who she was doing that, dis- that for <laughs> this in is the for, story? This is for a Star Wars. Yeah. This is for Harrison Ford. This is, yeah. She's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she actually sees it. <laughs> this is a monster gurning. <laughs> Oh. Maybe she just like read it wrong, like, oh, this like exotic man, like Ithke or something like that. So. <laughs> Ithke <laughs> sends an email. I'm a Nigerian prince. Like, <laughs> <laughs> send me sexy videos. I'm the Kashikian prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it's going to be difficult to talk about this one without laughing a lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for both you guys, I think I've seen this three times, which is a shocking thing to say in public. Um, <laughs> I can edit it. I have seen this no times. But um, you guys, is both your first time. So what was it like to finally see this thing in its entirety? Uh, Dave, go, I'll, I'll go to you. Um, <laughs> no, was, no comment. It was, no comment. Yeah, it was certainly an experience. Um, I think, you know, much like watching like The Room or something for the first time, you know, it's best to watch it in a group. It's, you know, it's definitely a fun time. And it was definitely stitching together all those moments of weird things i had seen before um 
which then makes the moments in between even weirder. Do you know what I mean? Because I had seen like sort of dance and singing se- sequences before and the bits which have like Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. So then the bits which are just like Wookiee talk for like 10 minutes or the Imperials <laughs> coming in. It's just like, what is going on here? Why are they doing this? And, you know, I think the more it goes on, even like the more bizarre it gets. So I think that, yeah, I'm not, I'm glad that I watched it um, just to know what the fuss is all about. And yeah, I guess, you know, as somebody British, then... That's, that's also brave of you to say. Yeah, yeah. It's it kind of, you know, I don't know if I could say like, you know, it, it speaks to me in a different way. <laughs> but it reminds me of, you know, the fact that we get a lot of Christmas specials in the UK and usually they're sitcoms and that type of thing. But occasionally you'll have things like Children in Need or something like that. And it just reminds me of that kind of like gimmicky thing of like Doctor Who or like when they do like superheroes or something and they they bring in a character or like Mm. you know like those comic relief nights in which they bring in like fictional worlds and you know like this character meets this character it Mm. reminds me of something like that so i can see like more how it became how it was made because when you hear about it you think why would you well you think yes i can understand why they would make this because it was like the biggest movie of all time but then also you can't really think you don't think to yourself oh yeah and then there's a star trek holiday special or you know a batman holiday special the fact that this is like the only one of its type i think that's what makes it special and weird Mm. but it does still remind me of those kind of like charitable kind of Mm. videos Mm. those low budget so it it's still to me it's not like people who react to the prequels like star wars is ruined for me and all this kind of stuff it's just like i just see it as this like thing in which like a tv company was trying to cash in and just did a very bad job and and had some weird choices. But at the same time, sometimes if you watch some of those like weird skits and sketches that you get of lots of popular characters, even if you look at like SNL and things mm. like that, in which they use the actual characters and actors, then, you know, it's a bit like that. It, you know, it's just this kind of like weird choices are made, weird jokes are made. It's kind of funny. It's kind of inappropriate, but it's just a thing. <laughs> well, and it's kind of like made from, yeah, TV executives and strange well, decisions. I think it would have gone a lot better if... It was made with a sort of more satirical mindset, you know, mm, almost yeah. more spoofy mm. in in a sense. Yeah, I think like when he kisses the Wookiee, I was like, that is a classic moment to just have a close up of him taking some fur out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like you could have done. There's so many great opportunities that you could have played on that satirical yeah, nature, but yeah. they're playing it straight because because um, which like, is yeah. really can which I think makes it unfortunately funny. Because, yeah, because you know you, you're laughing of like how is this yeah. being constructed? And they're playing it. And it's very boring as well because, you know, it's not even like they're playing it straight, but there's just times in yeah. which, like, you know, like I said, the main characters are, like, somebody who just owns a bar and, like, somebody who, like, takes that was supplies. My yeah. Got some, you know, like, it turned better, but at the start of it, she was just there, like, yeah, what do you want? What do you want? What do you drink? Want? <laughs> yeah, you well, want a drink? Oh, you like me? I don't like you. you know, it's like, <laughs> that was so, good. That was a good yeah. impression. But um, you were just saying, like, about, like, Christmas, like, crossovers and things. This mm. would make more sense if all these elderly comedians were in a sitcom. Yes, and it was like, what if they ended up in Star Wars? Yeah, and that's yeah. why there's a focus on them. Yeah, instead you just they got all like it's no like, offense to these like guys. Pelly Motto would have been a great character in something. Yeah, like this, yeah. You know? but it's just like especially at the time for kids. I don't know if kids at the time knew who these people were. Mm. No, I don't they, know. They're also elderly one. by this. Yeah, point. so but, and I also I don't think. Because I, it's very much a part of a tradition of the American variety shows, which mm. I've um, 
think is a fascinating concept of having like mm. a show that's just pulling off from different mm. things. You've got yeah. some comedy sketches, you've got some you know emotional moments, you've got some musical numbers, yeah, you've yeah. got like bands playing and yeah. stuff like that. Um, to and I think it's really fascinating of this weird amalgamation of all this stuff. Mm. Um, but sometimes it just gets. I don't know how Star Wars fits into. I know exactly, to, to and that's that. why it speaks to kind of like the Americanism of it all, and the, you know, whether whether it just be the format, but even their form of entertainment. You know, you look at a lot of sitcoms which haven't really made. You know, there's been American sitcoms that have made their way over here, like Friends and stuff. But if you look in like early days of American sitcoms, a lot didn't sort of mm-hmm. come into the to the UK sort of pop culture conversation. And you look a lot of those and like clips and stuff, and they are very strange sometimes in which they will be like, oh, somebody's slipping over and oh my God, look at this. And then the next minute, like, let's talk about racism. And you're like, whoa, okay, where's this come from? You know, this really (laughs) serious moment happens and it's very goofy sitcom. Well, I think Fresh Prince is a very good example of that. Well, yeah. yeah, It has some really goofy moments and then they're like, yeah, let's talk about racism. Yeah, yeah. But they they shove their politics into everything. (laughs) Now back to Star Wars, our apolitical fave. But but even there, it was kind of like, you know, again, about like family and, you know, he had his, he come from like a rough neighborhood, but there's ones which are more kind of like, you know, what one division was playing on was like Mm. a more, or, you know, the Fresh Prince was still like an audience sitcom, but um, yeah, very much more the seventies, sixties, seventies like vibe of of the shows that America used to do. And I guess you have it here as well when you look at those kind of like variety shows and what you would have used to have been like a Britain's Got Talent back in the sixties. Mm. And you're like, this is weird, you know. And why do people find this entertaining? And you know, Brits and stuff definitely don't have a good history of having what they consider good entertainment then through stuff which would later be considered very offensive and things like that mm. so and it's the holiday period makes for weird stuff like that as well in which they're like yeah it's christmas why not and let's do it you know and you're like okay <laughs> it's christmas let's do racism yeah like <laughs> we're we're guilty of it over here like mrs brown's boys is still somehow getting a christmas special every single year uh, like, that's yeah. a crime in itself you know so that is an Irish production. Like I forgive, I forgive the British for not making it, well, but I cannot forgive him for making it popular. I was going to say, yeah, it should be an offence to Ireland. <laughs> no, well, they're kind of making fun of themselves in a way with that. If they, if the Irish are producing it, true. Yeah, we're sick of everyone else doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, is a power. It would just help if the show was funny in itself, though. Well, <laughs> that that too. Um, but yeah, like it, the Star Wars holiday special. But I think <laughs> it would have helped if it was actually funny. But I think that's what also speaks. Like I find interesting about this is that, like you, Jake, sometimes when you find, you know, the stuff surrounding a project fascinating. We always talk about Phantom Menace, that era of like all the merch and like all the like you know, Pepsi vending machines with the pod racer on. It's almost a kind of again similar to that in terms of like how media is responding to the success of this film, and they're kind of like, you know, it's the advertisingness of it all you know which again mm. we didn't watch a version which had like advertisements in it but it still felt very like truman show-esque in a way and we kept having that like tv channel logo come up at like appropriate times and i think that like kind of tells you like a lot about you need some to of the worst moments yeah. whenever something tragic's happening it just yeah. comes up to remind in, you in a way it seems like a kind of big toy commercial i guess it's, you know and the fact without the toys yeah no no you look at itchy this yeah. isn't about the toys <laughs> This no one no, wants that no, in their house. That, yeah. <laughs> but there's enough enough shots of the Millennium Falcon to remind the kids that hey, I need to get that Millennium Falcon toy. You know? I don't know well, if there is enough shots of the Millennium is, Falcon. There isn't, but the thing is, uh, we were talking about this as it started. It starts off like a Star Wars adventure. You know, yeah, you got yeah. the, you got mm. 
two Star Destroyers yeah. running after the Falcon and Han's Chewy. making his quips and he's like, yeah. I'm trying to get home. Chewie yeah. bitching in his ear. Chewy, yeah. They're about yeah. to die. He's like, I need to get home for Christmas. I need to get home for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, pal. I get you. Like, I, you know, I can imagine if you were a child of the time yeah. and just yeah. seen Star Wars, you'd be like, oh my God, on my screen. Yeah, you know, at yeah. home of all, th- of yes, all things. Yeah. And then we get to like the, <laughs> the Kashyyyk stuff mm-hmm. and you're like, what is going on? And I, th- I told you guys, I think it was the time we get the first dance number with the hologram dancers. Yeah. I think for me, that was the moment where you're like, kids would have just been like, no. Mm. I think I, that's I, the, I'm out. Like, that's <laughs> the moment I think people who, who watch this for fun on a movie night, that's exactly when they'll stop. If they can't make it past that hologram dance, they're not going to get to the actual funny the, stuff. Yeah. But that one is rough. It's rough to get through. Yeah. But once you get past it, I feel as if, You've embraced that first hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm taking your first step into a larger world. I, I might know a Star Wars fan who I'm not like grew up with Star Wars since like the original. So might have seen this. I'm not sure if on broadcast. I don't know if like the UK broadcast. Or no, it was only but, in America. Okay. Yeah. So, but they might have some more earlier thoughts than we do. So we'll have to bring them on at some point. But it's also it's funny. the final episode, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny to think of to me as well like star wars comedy because i think you know i've always said as well i think that star wars lends itself very well to comedy whether you want it to be like in you know canon i don't think that that quite works but you know i'm a big fan of those like robot chicken specials and um yeah well i mean i would say even within canon Mm. the star wars films are funny yeah Mm. you know they you know especially especially like the original trilogy i I get a lot of laughs i think i think when you're making fun of yourself from a you know non in story yeah, perspective yeah. like you were saying earlier they could have made this more of a satire and i think that in some ways you know could you look at like things like the robot chicken specials and stuff and said oh would this exist without like something like the holiday special to kind of make this weird space in which like kind of an acknowledgement of star wars within pop culture is it th- as mm. a thing as well as star wars itself if mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah of course. um so i think that that you know that that's very interesting well i think because it, it, i i believe it was either 77 the year of star wars or 78 when hardware wars um, also came <laughs> mm-hmm. out okay. which was the f- very first um official unofficial star yeah. wars spoof yeah. you know whatever yeah. you want to call them um and that is um you know from the very beginning that you have star wars and then like a year later it's being satired yeah. mm. you know yeah. and i think why did the the yeah. show not capitalizing on that. It, Hardwood Wars is the one that Ryan Johnson references in The Last Jedi with the ch- mm. and then it's the iron. Yes. Yeah. That he oh, got okay. that from Hardware uh, Wars. Okay, right. So mm. that's what he was referencing. But it's it. You, I, I did like that joke. So. Hey, I'll tell you, because you haven't seen Hardware Wars, have you? Uh, no. I would say that's probably, as the holiday special is to you, Niall, that's like my holiday oh, special. Okay. Hardware Wars. It's like this really bizarre but really funny star wars spoof like mm. so much better than Spaceballs. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like a lot of people like said like that so like so much better people say yeah. that came too late really didn't they like in terms oh space balls really yeah. because that was like what 80s yeah i think people just said if they really wanted to capture that kind of like star wars hype or yeah. like to spoof it like it just came a bit too much after the fact if you know yeah what I mean. yeah fair enough yeah because we spend a lot of time on this show historically making fun of star wars so it's mm. not like I know some people don't like space balls because it's disrespectful. Mm. I'm, I'm not respectful. I just don't think the jokes are good. No, yeah, yeah. And, they, and it's from someone Mel Brooks, who I think is really funny. And that uh, one just th- never. That's yeah. I don't. I have no problem with satire. I love satire. Yeah. But it has to be funny. Yeah. Like I've watched yeah. this holiday special three times. I've never made it past the first like 15 minutes of space balls. 
Oh, I've never watched. You've never thing. seen the whole I, thing. I always get really bored. It's, uh, I think when uh, there's like a, a robot with a horny alarm or something, yeah. that's the you, moment I'm like, nah. Yeah, I tell you what, like because Pizza I mean, the hat this is our last official, <laughs> yeah. sort of official Monday Lawrence episode, but we'll still be talking about Star Wars. I think we could probably do like a Spaceballs, Hardware Wars sort mm. of mm. look on satire in Star Wars. I yeah. think that'd be really fun. Yeah, in the future, I'd also like to talk about Star Wars knockoffs, which are a, a particular favorite subgenre of mine yeah well that's what's funny because actually i was thinking about oh have we done this kind of like watch through something bad and i remembered that we watched jupiter whatever ascending, ascending. Jupiter ascending. Oh, yes and i was like oh that's another time we watched something bad which we were sort of laughing at and which was quite funny so and then i was saying to, i'm not saying this is going to be the case with this film but there's obviously Zack snyder's film coming up which a lot of people have said is like his star wars as well yeah. which would be something interesting to react to not in the sense of like oh it's so bad it's a good thing i'm not saying it might be a great film but uh could yeah. be terrible yeah so that that would be another th- interesting thing to look at in terms of a star wars inspired project mm. well yeah because he would no, luke's film would never actually let him yeah do a star wars yeah so. i think it's but like you said with this one it's just it's just the choices in it it's just so strange like why you know like like you said you've got unfortunate things like potentially mark hamill's coming after his like accident so he's got like some strange makeup stuff going on you know <laughs> carrie fisher's like forced into this awkward wig and costume again they but, they all look mashed on some sort of drugs yeah well. <laughs> like, if you started it with like you said with the whole like han and chewy and like that adventure and then you went maybe straight to the boba fett cartoon that would like be you know mm. quite strong and i really like the animation style of that yeah, boba yeah. Fett. i don't think as i was saying as we were watching it I don't think the voice work matches it at all. I think that, you know, there's a real talent and craft, which often people will say when you look at, like, animation being made now, and if you get, like, a celebrity, DreamWorks, Mm. right, you know, guilty of it, you know, you can tell the difference between a talented voice actor um, and then somebody who's just doing it as, like, a paycheck gig. And I think the fact that then you've got, you know, somebody like Mark Hamill who becomes an amazing voice actor, but they're playing it like they're in the live action Star Wars mm. and the ma- animation just doesn't match it at all. So I was watching it just being like, man, I wish that this was an actual thing and that this animation style was getting matched by an equally like elaborate and crazy voice performance because you look like a Leia and she's kind of playing the kind of like tropey serial drama, you know, Flash Gordon kind of she's drawn and expressing in that way princess you kind of think oh wouldn't it be great if there was like a voice to complement that you know that sort of matched it so that was very fun and it was very stylized and very different it doesn't look like anything you know that you see in definitely any other star wars animation so i I enjoyed that for what it was you know boba fett had a very cool voice it Um, does say something because that is the bit of the holy special everyone compliments and it's the one bit disney has acknowledged yes by putting it on disney plus on its own yeah it's so funny i think because of the low quality of everything else Mm. whenever the cartoon's discussed the plot is never discussed yeah (laughs) which is that he meets boba fett he thinks he's his friend but actually d2 googles him and then he leaves (laughs) (laughs) they have to go and pick something up from a planet and then he's like thanks for picking that up with us and they're like oh wait you're evil (laughs) yeah yeah i I love the animation sequence. It's probably my, my mm. favorite sequence. And I think it's very bold. It's it's very 70s animation. Mm. Um, also very comic booky. Mm. You know, some of just some of the designs were, were great. I hear what you, you're saying about the voice acting, Dave, but I also, you know, I don't know how much money they had to do this. You know, well, if anything, probably a voice actor would be cheaper than <laughs> some of those movie actors. Well, they probably, not, they've already got them, I guess. They've already got them, you know, they're, they're there. And um, yeah, it's funny because 
it, <laughs> I actually thought Mark Hamill gave a better performance mm, as yeah, Luke yeah. Skywalker in the animation stuff yeah. than he did in the weird opening <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with with like a Marla like contacting Luke mm. and he's like, oh hi guys, yeah, how how where's Chewbacca? Yeah. You know, it's Could, so like campy to another yeah. level and yeah. so like. Mm. I'm talking to a kid show. Yeah, so, that's so, I mean. Because that, so, so, that was Harrison, and uh, Harrison Ford, I'm um, sorry, Mark Hamill on a set. He, he had no idea what these Wookiees look like because yeah, there's yeah. nothing He's there. He's just looking into something. It's the first time it's just him and a prop. It's like him and yeah. Yoda. Yes. For the first time, it's like, what do I do? I've got to like go big because I've no one here. Yeah, because yeah. Kenny Baker probably wouldn't have been in the R2 suit. It looked like maybe it was a remote control yeah, one. By, by then, it was probably remote control, yeah. So. <laughs> Already by that stage, it was screwing over Kenny Baker. Yeah, it's just weird. And then... We didn't get much of Carrie Fisher, but every time we did, she looked absolutely mashed. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was on mm. some sort of painkillers or narcotics or something, but it didn't, it didn't look great. But I have to admit, like Harrison Ford, like even though it's not exactly like he's playing it in the films, he's mm. still playing the more consistently to the character. Like, it's the best performance out of everyone. Mm. Like, he, I still think Harrison Ford, in the way, is the more professional of like, this is a gig. Mm. I'm getting paid for this. I'm going to do the gig. Like, yeah. you know, I'm playing Harris, I'm playing Han Solo, so I'm going to play it like I always do. Um, so I actually thought, yeah, that's the kind of works, the Han Solo bits, you know? Because mm. uh, Han Solo can all play it neutrally as being kind of resentful of being and anywhere. Everything, so it yeah. blends in. It blends in, yeah. I see. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. While the others are, like, almost too optimistic mm. to, to be in the picture. That's to be mostly it. talking to TVs. That's the weird thing about this special is it's structured all about around screens. Yeah, it is. Maybe it's something about how the holiday in the holidays you need to meet in person. All these Zoom calls. I don't know. Well, yeah, because obviously it's a for coming out in America, it's more primarily a Thanksgiving thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's all about you know the holidays, the holidays. You know, get families together, and that's what they're trying to represent with. Chewbacca and his family, yeah. you know. And television, to be fair, is a big thing. They, it, you know, it's like watching the float parade that, and all that. That's Mason's what I mean. Day like you have to, football you, games. And you have to remember, in like in the seventies, I don't think television was viewed as like isolated as it is now. Mm. You know, it was very much of like because you know not every household had one, mm. and if you did have one, you probably only had the one mm. that everybody, you know, in the evening after work or school would gather around mm. to watch TV. So it was like a yeah, sort I of think com- by the late you know, 70s, most people had one. But I think, yeah, yeah. it's not like the 50s. But yeah, I, you, I know you, what you mean. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they probably still only had the one. Yes, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, it's like the moon landing. There are huddles of people at TV shop windows yeah. watching well, it live. So like, you know, around... So I think they were maybe trying to get to the hint of like, oh, screens it brings people together. Um, which is kind of ironic in, and it's just after a, the pandemic. It's, just it's a, ironic now that Star Wars is saying that drives everyone apart. Parts, yeah. Well, that's what I find funny, and it does happen even to a degree in Star Wars television now, is that like as soon as you kind of go to television, there's almost a tropiness and a kind of different vibe that's made through sci-fi television. There's times in which I was even watching Ahsoka or that we've watched like Mando or something. I'm like, this feels like Star Trek, not like Star Wars. But because Star Trek has such a bigger legacy within television you know, historically and famously sometimes cheap television, you know, it, it feels almost like that. And that very much lends itself to like, oh, we'll just get a bunch of screens because it's just a cheap way of doing science fiction. Mm. So I think that there's that element to it. But, you know, and I think like you were saying with Mark Hamill and stuff, if you can do a holiday special, you've already admitted that, you know, it's kind of like, it's not like Doctor Who or something like that or the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which like it's an in-universe kind of like, serious big 
spectacle, you know, escapade. It's a kind of gimmicky kind of like, oh, you know, how can we fit Star, you know, Christmas into Star Wars? So it's like you said, they could have either gone very kind of like hokey with it and kind of done like, we must get the presents to Tatooine or, you know, whatever, something like that. So obviously they've gone with this whole Wookiee life day thing. And then because of that, like I said, I think that has the knock-on effect of Mark Hamill doing that kids show kind of performance. They're there on a cheap set. You know, yeah. all the sets are very cheap. There's the ha- smoke coming out. The house is very, like, cheap looking. <laughs> um, so I think that there's there's that element to it. So I think that's why the Han Solo and Boba Fett stuff stands out because that's the more kind of, like, if they were to go down the actual Star Wars adventure route, that's that, what that it would be like, yeah. But because it's down the more variety show cheap route, then that's where it turns into. But it's still, that's why... It, baffles me as to why even to an extent i can understand like the weird hologram dance thing maybe not so much the sexy singing (laughs) but it's even individually you can understand how they exist on their own but Mm -hmm. it's the way they interconnect them like oh well how can we make this make sense oh well he gets into like a weird virtual reality chair and like gets turned on (laughs) by it but it's like but it's just all the stuff in between them when, like, the Empire has to show up and it's like... But when the door opens, it's like, dum-dum-dum, you know, that works quite well. It's like a fun little entrance to one but, of those things. But that's what I mean is I don't understand how when the Empire comes in and it's all dramatic, oh, we're going to, like, search the place and everything. Mm. And then the guy's like, here, sit down and watch a performance yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he, like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's an annoying old guy. He's got his phone. He's like, you need to see this rock and roll <laughs> performance. Yeah. And then, like, one of the Imperials is just watching. A rock yeah. and roll performance. And like, While everyone stands and, in silence and watches him watching it. And then afterwards, they're like, right, get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how like Chewbacca's family is like central to all this stuff happening. It's just... They're the key to all this. And, yeah, and I didn't I really understand the logic behind like some of the things, like when Lumpy is watching the cartoon, mm. right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, is this like an in-universe cartoon that yes. they've made yeah. or is he like watching live footage yeah. of like Han Solo and Chewbacca and all this stuff yeah. but it's never contextualized and then but the thing is he seems awfully like suspicious when like the Imperial comes over like what are you watching and he's like yeah. oh you can't see this yes, you know yeah. close tab yes. <laughs> and then he's like, oh it's just some stupid game so yeah. I'm like what is this yeah like, just the, the awkwardness of that like the actor who's like uh, you know, as me and Niall kept labeling, like, you know, open shirt man with this, like, weird, like, chest on display, and he's got this weird, like, furry kind of, with like, his, shirt. Uh, glasses, damn it. Yes. <laughs> and, like, it's just the constant kind of, like, hey, man, hey, hey my, fr- my, my, my son's a part of the military. Oh, he's a big, you know, friend. He, he wouldn't and, shut up and he wouldn't leave. Yeah. And there's just so <laughs> much. One more thing. It wasn't, just, it wasn't just the one scene of them having a run in with the Empire. It just kept happening. And the fact that, like, you know, whatever it is, an hour, uh, you know, half an hour of them being in there, then they decide to start busting the place up. It's not as soon as they get in there. Start, they just destroy Itchy's toy. Yeah. No, um, Lumpy's toys. Yeah. If we don't break everything, they're going to play another fucking song. Uh, Rips you know, off the head of a banter. I guess that's like the biggest, like, testament to like how much maybe, you know, as bad as this is, you know, it still made me care about that banter toy. Like, I was, you know, like outraged. How dare you, sir? Because like, it, it looked rip like off the head of that banter yeah. toy. That it was, was the only prop they put effort into. Yeah, it just to good... see it destroyed. It it's like, why that yeah, one? It was a good bit of merch. Why not the, no, the tinfoil but, photo but, of Chewbacca? Unfortunately, <laughs> that was followed by probably. 
the worst part of the special, which oh. is the robot man yes. <laughs> explaining to Lumpy how to fix his thing. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> slapping his own that's ass. That's what I mean. I can understand to a degree the singer, the band, the like weird juggling the great <laughs> even that to whipster, a degree whipster whipster, whipster. Whip, some of that yeah like they've got forearms whatever but that thing was just like yeah and they did it at such weird moments like it's not that he was just like walking and like juddering like I said he was like putting his hand on his ass and he was like his eyes were fluttering and his tongue and you're like oh you know and it's almost as if they did it like oh well he's just like turned his head for a moment like you know when you have a picture and it's like you turn in at the wrong moment and you're kind of like making a face it's as if they were like oh that's the right moment to do this not like in a you know like that is like eyes moment. rolling back and stuff. yeah it's like you're like Ugh. it comes across as so strange it and looked the man like is the, so... a precursor to the exorcist it's like oh if i use those techniques yeah it's it's and it's almost like as if he's like the sheldon cooper of his time or something like a jim parsons like i'm going to play this really serious and really stone <laughs> yeah. face and it's like it's just yeah it comes across as very strange and odd that that you know and yeah just all of the imperial kind of stuff the guy who was actually on the tv was actually a decent dish imperial he's kind of bit like grand moff tarkin-esque but it did make me laugh that he was like making these big announcements to i don't know the universe maybe but like you know <laughs> saying like you know troopers 472 has been lost you know it's like me and now were joking during watching it like have they just got like a big map of like every trooper and they're like oh my god we've lost one they've you know? all got air tags so. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and like the fact that he like yeah falls through the banister like railing so badly when han and chewie come in well i think it really portrayed the oppressive nature of the empire where they can hack every tv system in the yes, galaxy yeah, yeah. and be like it is now martial law yeah. <laughs> welcome back to sheev tv, sheev TV. <laughs> next up linda carter as wonder woman <laughs> public propaganda oh that was the other thing where, where when the imperials are like searching in the house and then the tv comes on and then it's just the the bar lady where yes, it's like yeah. And now this is mandatory viewing for all Imperials. Yes. Yeah. And you think, oh, it's going to be like some propaganda piece. Yeah. And it's just about this lady at a bar, about everyone singing and getting them out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so random. Like... So, showing a reaction to a curfew the Empire put in to make you feel bad for these drunks. Yeah, it's that's... so confusing. But that, it kind of works in its, in it, if it was kind of like an SNL, like, you know, like the Muppets, like I said earlier, if it was just a bunch of comedians, but with the world of Star Wars thrown in, that would work as its own kind of little skit. You know, bring like, in Bill Burr. Yeah, <laughs> like I believe it, they got Jar Jar hosting SNL. If like it was this <laughs> kind of like this Star Wars variety show, and it's like Star Wars characters thrown in, you know that, that kind of stuff, and that happens with like Sesame Street and things like that, in which like a celebrity's there and they're kind of you know the Muppet Show does it all the time. You know, it's like well, Star Wars was on the Muppet yeah, Show, yeah. But there's a lot of skits in which they'll do in which a singer tries to do a serious song and then Muppets mm. come in and try and make it like more crazy or like. I always found know. that very disrespectful. <laughs> I never, never cared for. So those it's Muppets. like almost they could have done it to that degree of like you know she's you know doing this performance with all these weird aliens. So it works isolated in some respect. But within, like you said, once you start to question, like, the canon and lore of this special and world, you're like, well, why are we watching this? Why is this a thing? Well, <laughs> what I also love about this reputation of the holiday special is that even though it's, you know, unanimously disgusted by all Star Wars fans and, mm. you know, and George, you know, famously, like, it was like, I, I don't want my name on it mm. at anywhere at yeah. all. All this, bury it, <laughs> bury it, detach from it as much as possible. Over the years, the Star Wars community has 
embraced elements of it mm. and sort of recanonized mm. them, mm. you know, such as, you know, Chewie's family. Like, I think um, during the film, we were talking that it was, I think it was the Aftermath mm. books by Chuck Wendig that they mentioned or they brought in, yeah. like, Marla and Lumpy. I think at least Marla. At least at Marla, yeah. I cannot it, confirm it, it, if Itchy survived. Yeah. <laughs> Lumpy and, I gone, just but. can't imagine Lumpy and Itchy as a name that should be Star Wars canon. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that is a problem I have with it. Because although I don't care about generally things being disrespectful to Star Wars, it feels like condescending from the creators. Yeah. It's like, eh, Itchy, Lumpy, <laughs> yeah. whatever. It's like, well, no, because Chewbacca's a character. Yeah, like, Ooh, and then name. to have, like, Marla, which sounds like an actual yeah. Wookiee name, and then to have, like, you know, his father, Itchy, like, what? You know, like, what Chub- like what Wookiee would be like, let's call him Itchy. <laughs> How diseased can you be to be the one named Itchy? Itchy. And, and, like and then s- Lumpy. And like you said, Jake, <laughs> and I think that's what's fascinating about Star Wars is sometimes you look at it and, like, George was like, no buttons, no zips, and no paper, things like that. Underwear. And you don't think about that kind of thing. And then when you watch this, that's what makes it not Star Wars. Wars. It makes it Earth with Star Wars. Too, combined, it's too yeah. Earth focused. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, I'm not saying that that is a criticism of it, but it then becomes its own entity, its own thing as this weird variety show in which then like, yeah, people are using clipboards and televisions and, and things like that. And that's why I was saying earlier, it kind of feels like Star Trek-esque mm. and, in that sense. It then. feels like if you were watching what, a new Star Wars film and there was just a shopping trolley in it. <laughs> yeah. Like that would actually yes. ruin the experience yeah, for me. Yeah, it, yeah. More than any plot thing could. I'd be like, oh, well that really didn't try, did it? I love you know? how I love how they tried to say at the beginning that Darth Vader was in this special and but it was just clearly some like disused footage from a new from, home. Yeah. Him and, walking down the Yeah, and he's like, Find the ship Search every over. house in the universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every household in the system. That's what to me sounded the the most like Thanksgiving. Like get household in there. Like search, like make people think that Darth Vader's gonna search their households. Like that could have been Because that could have been a setup for like a reverse Santa Claus story. Darth Vader goes to every house yeah. <laughs> and steals. Your presence, yeah. I don't know. Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like my head canon that the holiday special is potentially some empire propaganda to like how inept and bad the, the rebels are. <laughs> I like and how pathetic those Wookiees are. And I do think when we were saying earlier, I do think that potentially at one point there was the idea that this would be a human family or something like that. And then they were like, oh, wait, like none of these Star Wars characters have a human family, they're all dead. You know, so what do we do? Onus have like the Wookies and they look horrifying. Like Lumpy looks so strange, like that weird face, that weird <laughs> mouth. Um Itchy, as we said, looks nightmare like fuel. disgusting. Nightmare fuel, the weird <laughs> mouth. Um and that sing that singer sequence wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't the fact she was saying, Ooh, I know that you're enjoying that, aren't you? And she's saying these like flirtatious things. If she was like there's times in which you can be like, Oh, okay, that's just well, become it, innuendo by like you know that stuff which is it, aimed at children it, it's or... not even that though it was the setup to that because yeah. like the weird open shirt yeah. dude was like hey come here i'm yeah. gonna give you your it was like so like sneaky. <laughs> and what did he say he was just like good. <laughs> it's a little of the older uh, yeah you know he, he was like yeah you put it in and then he was like i'm just gonna say wow yeah <laughs> you know like, like, oh. what are we implying here yeah it's so, it's so strange <laughs> and also just his just idea of wow weird old guy pervert watching porn <laughs> <laughs> like his idea of wow is just hearing a very bad Bond song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> Have you ever heard Diana's uh, Madonna's Diana of a Day? <laughs> oh, and then with the one with um, the Imperial watching like the Jefferson space. Yeah. Crew. Why was it like what are these weird pink lightning lightning mm. things that they chose? Yeah. At the beginning, it looked like the guy was singing like on a dildo. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was a poor choice of microphone to get, and then they go and color it. Pink. I will say I was kind of like singing along. I was that song because we paused at that stage, and I think Niall had a me- mental breakdown when he thought that there was still an hour and forty minutes left. <laughs> but that was just the total running time. But that's the it. thing because I've seen this a few times. If you'd ask, if you told me the length of it was like two and a half hours, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, of course, because it feels that way. I might, did, I might have yeah. passed out the last time I watched it. I can't remember, um, but I think. Yeah, because we paused at that stage. I was kind of singing that song a bit afterwards. So that, well, that, that was I think that was definitely the best number of the, yeah. <laughs> of the whole. Like, I I used to think that. I kind of think the bear song is just because it's a musical number. Yes, it's it's yeah. a yeah. actual yeah. Star Wars it's characters yeah. dancing it's, and singing. It's yeah. not a cutaway to people dressed badly, uh, mm. waving dildos around yeah. and doing backflips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then you can't forget <laughs> that weird stalker as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. The weird uh. stalker guy. <laughs> We're putting drinks inside his skull. Again, weird, because I'm not sure, are we meant to feel like, oh, this is like romantic, or is this meant to be funny? I don't know what I was meant to think. (laughs) No, because then it also just is never talked about again. Because it it feels like the Imperials put on a PSA about like sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's like, like, here's what you don't do. (laughs) (laughs) Is is it Darth Vader doing it? I mean, well, that's that's clearly where Tony Gilroy got the inspiration when they were, you know, the themes of sexual harassment in the workplace in the mm. Empire. So yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's it's still to me like as weird as those moments are. It's, that's why it's just jarring to me those bits in the Wookiee household and these weird lines with that like Imperial who comes in and what like you know it looks like he's gonna hit Lumpy at some point, but then what's he say to like Marla and he's just like you'll be glad that you know like. Uh, That'll keep him busy for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what? (laughs) And it's so strange. Oh, no, because he was like, go clean your room, kid. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm your new stepdad. Like, whose side are you on? Like, you know, what's going on here? And then the fact that, like, he's American, so it makes it very strange. And that's why the Imperial on the TV was, like, better than that guy. The the stormtroopers aren't even holding, like, the guns properly. (laughs) They're so weird. They're like action figures. They can't, like... Yeah. Sold it like a gun. Yeah, it's strange. So, and yeah, just, it was just so stilted in the way they kept watching those segments. And then they'd be like, all Imperials are told to, to leave. And then they're like, oh yeah, why are we wasting our time at this like one really <laughs> small house on life day? <laughs> and then they're like, tell the one store, you stay here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he gets, you know, the Wilhelm scream appears when he gets thrown over the, the rail. Classic. Because this would have made more sense if... The Empire had identified Chewbacca as a rebel. Mm. And they were like, well, we know he'll go home for life day. Mm. And it's like a trap. There's like some kind yes, of reason yeah. why they're focusing on Chewbacca's. But there isn't. They just like randomly, let's search this house. Yeah. They don't even see the picture of him. Because you think that's a setup, that there's a giant picture of Chewbacca. That yeah. one of them's going to find it. And we're like, wait a second. I did love that. How they kept flashing. Like she kept looking at this picture of Chewbacca. <laughs> one day. He oh, I, but also when she was like... Um, showing it to Luke of like he's like yeah Chewbacca yeah yeah exactly yeah I know him he's the only reason I know any Wookiees when Leia's just like you need to contact Chewbacca and Han Solo (laughs) you know like I'm pretty sure everyone knows who he is (laughs) there's just another Han that they're both mutuals with they're like well I need them to know it's Han Solo yeah exactly yeah I mean I don't know much more it's overall it's 
a really strange experience watching this. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think if you're a Star Wars fan, I think you should watch it at least once. I think yes, it's like yeah. a rite of passage in a way. Yeah. Mm. You know, as to I would love to watch this at like celebration or something. That would be like you know, well, like, in a room full know. of people. Yes. That would yeah. be yeah, that would be really funny. Um but yeah, I, I also think do you think this even though there wasn't really much between like this and like Force Awakens, but it kind of set a precedent for Star Wars being like a, a holiday thing? Yeah. As well, do you see? Well, I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, well, I that gold box set on the sh- shelf, which I've mentioned before, the videos, I had that for Christmas. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh no, I've never, you know, I've watched Christmas films at Christmas. But then I was like, wait, you know, Star Wars is very linked to Christmas actually because for me, because I had that box set for Christmas, so I would have watched them at Christmas, you know, Hoth, I guess is a big festive. But, you know, then I think of like all the Lego sets I had for Christmas and that kind of thing. So it's Star Wars by its nature of being very Family consumer, friendly, yeah. you know, very friendly, you know, it is quite Christmassy in some sense in that, that regard. But I don't know, in tip Life Day, I think is, fu- I think that's funny to also canonize. And I think, you know, I would, find it funny if they did include in like a well they did i think it's in the lego special as well Mm. isn't it but Mm, i don't like i don't i've never liked the image of chewy in those robes because i don't know if peter mayhew was like wearing the chewbacca costume underneath but it just looks so weird with like the big chewbacca do you think he was naked under it (laughs) i hope not (laughs) but i think like yeah i don't think the wookies as we have then since seen in kashyyyk they seem a very different type of like culture live in the same houses though yeah but the image of them going into that orb of light was mm. very, like, weird. It was but... also very uh, noisy as all of them were going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, I would be into this if this was, like, you know, different aliens or, like, humans or something. And they were in the red robes going into this light. I'm just like, just not Wookiees. It just doesn't fit the vibe of Wookiees. We, well, we also know Wookiee wearing what, an apron. What they're trying to say <laughs> is that only Wookiees are Christians. That's <laughs> what so they're trying to say. Yeah. Only Wookiees can celebrate Life Day. But that... When we were saying about those segments, though, again, that cooking one was kind of horrifying. Like, the, <laughs> the forearms thing, fair enough, it's a fun, you know, alien gimmick thing. But the makeup was very dodgy. And <laughs> just, yeah, the whisk mix, whisk mix. And yeah, it's like, what? you can in some ways there from, like, a comedy perspective. But the can fact- you? Well, <laughs> in terms, you can, from a concept of, like, we need to have this, we need to have this, you know. Then we need to have, we, like, a cooking segment. Yes, yeah, 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 you know, which is, again, like, a very American thing. So, but, yeah, it just doesn't work at all. And, like, the fact they're making banter, and then there's, like, a stuffed toy banter. I'm like, what, what are banthers it? in this universe? Do you like them or not? Do you what, eat them? What, what, you know? Was it banther stew or something? Yeah. Why is she like... whisking meat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then beating it in yeah. the stew. Yeah, so, so strange. But... Again, you know, like Leia singing at the end is very weird and gimmicky. And like how I'm glad that the song didn't fit the Star Wars theme because they were trying to play the theme over yeah. it. I was like, I don't want to now hear the theme and always think about these lyrics or something. But thankfully, the lyrics didn't match the music. Oh, because they are some of the worst lyrics ever written. Yeah. And even the fact that she said... Probably like, written by AI. I don't know back then. The fact that like Leia almost become that kind of like, you know, when people get like tired of like the preachy characters that she was just there, like we will defend against, you know, like evil. evil. And it's very, <laughs> it's like, like she wanted to be elected. She showed up at the local life day into the yeah. speech. Well, yeah, you said it's like, oh, it's Hillary Clinton. Exactly. It came across like that. So I'm glad that the uh, Empire, you know, made her a very different character to that. Um, Princess Leia hiding data tapes. Yeah. Check the tapes. But I think that <laughs> she... Tapes. Yeah, 
Her singing and everything is very gimmicky. It's pretty rubbish. But I still thought the imagery of Life Day was very fun in that. I don't think it should be Wookiees, but the red robes, the little orbs and stuff. I could see that being a fun thing if they did it within an animation or some other show or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We were talking about, um, what's it called? Um, uh, what's that show called again? Skeleton Crew. Yeah. And imagine if there was like, I don't know, they were on the run and they were like, having to like run through a planet and like life day was being celebrated and they have to put on the robes to like hide from mm. the empire you know something like that could be like a fun way of using life day um because it's a bit insensitive like, religious. life day was referenced mm. in mando season one wasn't it the myth yeah it yeah. was like oh i don't think i'm gonna make it in time for life day. that's yeah yeah, 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 yeah exactly. so it, it, by that piece of dialogue it, it for me it implies that it's celebrated beyond just the wookies yes know? yeah that it is a galaxy thing yeah which I think is is quite funny. Um, so yeah, but just no more Wookies and red robes. They just don't look right. There's no right. Yeah. It, it's always weird when a character who doesn't wear clothes puts them on. You know, like an yes. animal character. Yeah, exactly, or, yeah. If Donald Duck suddenly showed up wearing trousers, you're like, well, why not? <laughs> well, I I do. Um, that's what that's one of my uh, favorite scenes in um, Empire of Dreams documentary. Mm. Yeah, where like Mark Hamill is talking about like some of the executives. They were like, should the Wookie have pants? <laughs> we're, not, yeah. we're not sure and he's like and he's like out of everything that's happening in this film the does the wookie need pants that's mm. the question we're answering yeah <laughs> which when you look it's at like you back in jeans he's yeah. kind of satisfying <laughs> ripped jeans with the hair coming out <laughs> ripped <laughs> jeans fair was showing but when you think Apologies. We've we've missed the best bit of this. Boots with the fur. Oh god. We missed the best bit of this special though, which is uh Chewie's, you know, like flashback (laughs) of the previous film. Just that weird shot of him just looking blankly as if he's had an aneurysm into like his past and recontextualizing like a new hope as like this is Chewie's version. Which I'm like, this is what this should have been. This like like I just love the idea of like you, I don't see Chewie as like this family man or like this guy who's going to be there like celebrating life day. But I quite enjoyed the idea of Chewie like being like, yeah, I'm the hero of this story and just imagining his viewpoint. Just so funny how it's just like his weird, like unresponsive face. And then like just a flashback of all these moments happening, especially the fact that there's like shots in which like he's grabbing the joystick of Millennium Falcon and then like there's a shot of Ben like looking like when he's like fighting Darth Vader, but then it doesn't show him dying. Oh, yeah, it's really random. So it's as if, but like, and Chewie got on the ship at that point in the film. Next time I watch A New Hope, I'm going to be like, yeah, would Chewie like not have even seen that? Like, what's his point of view? Was he just there like, <laughs> you know, like. Well, he was in the 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 pilot scene. Yeah, exactly. Probably, yeah. So like, it's just funny to imagine that point of view of like hearing like Chewie just there, <laughs> just hearing like. <laughs> yeah. like Chewie's version of A New Hope is a, is a new project I want to see but yeah I just like the idea of him making himself the hero of the that, che- Chewie's that special edition he didn't even consider the emp- like the Death Star run he was just like nah that nah, doesn't matter like, we, just, we just left and then like I got a medal you know? <laughs> oh he didn't yeah, well apparently, apparently oh later did. on yeah, yes, yeah, yes, later yes. on he did get it yeah, yeah. they realised they were like oh shit left that one in the in the back room what the yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> whoops <laughs> but yeah that that was that was particularly hilarious <laughs> it's great it reminds me of that i think there's a youtube video it's like the lord of the rings but it's the scenes where legolas and frodo talk yes yeah i like imagining like uh, frodo remembering legolas yes. at some point it's like, yep that was it <laughs> yeah. yeah that was about 30 seconds of like <laughs> oh my god oh 
But it, is this something that... Um, all right, it, no. So we agree that all Star Wars fans should watch this. Mm. Is this something you would show to somebody you care about? Um, but I think for anybody who knows my friendship with Craig on Well Good Movies, then we often like to torture each other. So I probably would put Craig through it just for comic. I, I, w- I would just say, yeah, you, that would probably be a good one. Would you put you put would you put Julia through this tonight? Oh God. Ju- Julia likes Star Wars, and she only learned about the holiday special really recently when I told her about it. Okay. Pretty much when I told her I was uh, I was coming I was coming to your guys neck of the woods to record about the holiday special. She asked, "What is that?" I was like, oh, I just oh. acknowledged that something... Started rubbing your hands. Uh... Yeah. Well, it's the thing. When Julie asked me a question like that, it's like when I came home from work one day when she, was, she used to be a teacher and she said, what's a baby Yoda? I just uh. did the Ben Affleck deflated with a cigarette uh. face. I was like, oh, shit, I've got to explain that I'm, I'm slightly self-conscious what's about that, in a way. What's that story you always say or you've told before? Something to do with Ewoks or something? You were like, oh, you felt so lame in front of your girlfriend because you were like, oh, yeah, it was... You were watching some TV show and oh, he walks around TV in it or something. I think this was we were watching the Amanda Seyfried show, the the Dropout. Yeah, and she's it's set in like two thousand and two, and she's she's a nerd. She likes Yoda, and she has a notepad, but it's the Clone Wars three D Yoda on it. Oh. And I was like, but that didn't come out until two thousand and eight. And I've never felt less cool in my life. Yeah. The, the burden That's... of knowledge about useless things. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I can't have a feeling yeah. like, yeah, you would watch it with Julia and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> I would, I'd say she would watch it for, she'd cut out at the dance. I was talking about earlier, the hologram yeah. dance. That, yeah. sh- that would be like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame her. That's when I think everyone should, that's the first warning. The, like that, NASA, what, when you get to this checkpoint, you've got to abort. I did like the idea. The, that's the point of no return, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. did like the idea throughout this, which we kept having of like these things keep repeating, like the juggling weird sequence. Of just like, <laughs> oh, imagine man. if that just kept going. And then like, you know, when they come in, they're like, what have you been doing? It's like, well, this watch, I turn on that hologram and then they watch it all over again. What's mm. this chair with this sexual dance? And let's watch this. You know, it goes through everything again. Yeah. What's this sticky chair? With that dance and, as well. And uh, I love when like Lumpy was like, no, turn it off. And it's like, oh, I made it bigger <laughs> and like that weird shot of him like watching them and I'm like does he want to eat them or does he want to join in the yeah he's looking at them like yeah, yeah. then he starts clapping he's like okay I think he's, like, he's appeased so yeah <laughs> oh it's so bizarre I can't believe this got made yeah. like I can't believe this got like approved mm. and mm. I was like I was like yeah let's let's air this yeah because George is so protective of it you know like of the franchise of like well but yeah because apparently they were involved with it at the beginning mm. you know every you know me and now we looked up some actually research before co- recording of like you know Luke's film they were all on board for a mm. TV special they yeah. think yeah that's the way to go they did have like some sort of script at the beginning that was well um not Rick McCallum, Gary Kurtz. That's the other, the other producer. Oh yeah, Gary Kurtz was like, yeah, this was a much better mm. script. Mm. Um, but then because of you know production on Empire ramping up, they've got to focus on that. They just sort of left it to them, and then it just yeah, okay. this is the result. That makes sense. Yeah, because <laughs> I find it hard to believe this had a script because it just feels like the scenes aren't connected mm. for the most part. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I wonder what the previous script was. Like I if, want, it, yeah. And then how dramatically did they change it? Mm. I do wonder, was that some of that going to be the Boba Fett cartoon? Or was that too ambitious for TV? I don't know. I feel like they should have just done an f- animated special entirely. 
Mm-hmm, so they could actually do an adventure and it not look like the movies, but it looks like and, a cartoon. And... and also probably more appealing for kids. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, that I was can... a good thing in like around that time. Well, obviously, Star Wars was the first one, but then they'd make a movie like Rambo. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie for adults, but they could make a cartoon for kids, which is think, very weird to think back think, on. You think they've got that separation. You think of Star Wars and George Lucas, you know, he's obviously a fan of animation. He's a fan of television. And having like his weird, like kind of tropey moments, even if you look at like uh, the Jabba the Hutt kind of like band sequence and stuff like that, that 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 was a piece of the film, like he wanted to have this like song in it. So I can also imagine that George Lucas would want the variety aspect of Mm -hmm. it, but just better, you know, like have an animated sequence, have like a singing sequence, but have it be like an alien and stuff like an actual cool band and, you know, like things like that, you know. I don't think it would have been like, oh, just a bunch of jugglers or like, you know, this weird sexual dream dance thing. You know? <laughs> Do you so. think um, that we, you know, Disney have acknowledged it now mm. by, you know, uploading the, the animated mm. bit onto Disney Plus. Do you think there is any chance of them restoring it and, you know, really you know, putting it on Disney Plus or something? I, I don't think so. Do you, I, or do you think it's, that's like the special editions of like, not to be touched ever. I could I, see it being like a, a part of like a collect, like you said earlier, like a a collection, like physical media thing, because like it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about right at the beginning. I think that streaming has become in a way this assumed thing in which it's like kind of like a dumping ground and be like, oh, we're going to upload this to it. And then that's where you can watch all these TV shows from back in the day. But we're now starting to see that Disney Plus and Warner Brothers are starting to take stuff off of these services mm. So I think that they're going to start to become a bit more like, oh, actually, we don't want everything on here because it kind of takes away from the, you know, one, the control of the narrative and media that they would want. But also there's the idea, you know, the element of something getting just lost on there, having too much choice. You know, I think that they're going to, you know, you look at something like Apple and I think that they like the idea that you would go on there and you see like a lot of prestige shows but you wouldn't necessarily be like finding like loads of old Lots, stuff yeah. and you know too much content. They kind of like stick to like these are the 20, 25 shows which we think you should be looking at right now. So I think that I could imagine Disney Plus putting it on to like some sort of like ultimate 4K box set or something as like one of the bonuses, not like its own thing, like mm. buy the holiday special, but it'd be like the deleted scenes. It'd be something on there. I could maybe see that to an extent. Um but yeah, like Niall, I don't think that they would ever sort of acknowledge it as this like big thing. I don't think it would be like on Disney Plus. I don't think it'd be like readily available. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be something that's kind of like acknowledged as this fun, crazy, weird thing. Possibly some of the elements of it would just make it, yeah, so it never has sees the light of day. You know, you look at something like Song of the South or something, you know, there might oh, be an element yeah. of that which they think like, oh, actually this should never be released because of maybe offensive elements or just out of respect for people like Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill, etc. So yeah, I, I could see it. I, I, I think ultimately it'll always be one of those weird, like in the offshoot, things. Or, you know, on the shelf kind of things, yeah. whether that is like released in some format in the future, but it'll never be like in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For, for something that's been unavailable for so many people for so long, it's one of those weird things where I feel like, like if you say the term prequel in any context, I think you immediately think about Star Wars because yeah. I, I think that really pushed the idea of a prequel. I think for people now, if they hear the term holiday special, they mm. might associate it with Star Wars because yeah. of I think that so. name. I think so. I think, you know, 
whenever you know when it was announced Guardians would get a holiday special, I yeah. thought Star Wars holiday special. Mm. You know, that's mm. that's the thing, and, and you know, then it's kind of been a tradition now with the Lego Star Wars shorts that they mm. do because all of them are based on some form of holiday, whether it's Christmas or Halloween. Yeah, you know. And even look at the fact it's on YouTube. We watched it on YouTube. It's got like 4 million views. I'm sure Disney has seen that, you know, like or knows that they exist. If they wanted to take this kind of stuff down, they could. So I think the fact that, yeah, you could look at like, will Disney Plus exist in the same way in 10 years time? No. Will, I don't know, whatever, Facebook be around? Will this be around? But I think YouTube has cemented itself as the go-to place for just any kind of content. You know, the fact that you can just go on there and it's like a video will be like, an hour of television from 1976 and you can just watch it just so you can see what the adverts and stuff are like. I think it'll always have a place in that respect and Disney or Fox or whoever would always acknowledge, yeah, you can go there and watch it if you want. I don't think they would be that like, oh my God, They'll please take it you down. Take yeah. it down it's it's kind of like um, the, I think it'd become the more... despecialized Star Wars where Lucasfilm know about it, but yeah. they've never done anything to stop it, which probably means they just don't care. Yeah, because even filmmakers and stuff will say that like, oh, I checked it out on YouTube yeah. and stuff. So, you know, sometimes it's useful for people. So yeah, I could imagine that they would leave it be if you wanted and like okay. you know youtube might be as you said you know a bigger platform in the future even more than it is now and it just it would exist on there so I, I have another question for you guys do you think lucasfilm should make another newer holiday special in the mm. future do you know what because because i know they did the lego thing and it yeah. wasn't like it's called the holiday special but that actually had a plot it was a, a serialized well, not serialized but it was a standalone comedy time travel mm. adventure mm-hmm but if they were to do like a real new holiday special, like with whatever cast would show up and get actual acts involved, like there's so many musicians, comedians, everything who like Star Wars, who grew up with it. A lot of them would probably be like, yeah, yeah we'll do it. This variety show. Mm. Bill Burr could, could offend like all the Star Wars fans because he doesn't like them. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be great. I'd love that. He could just play his character from Mando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks in the room and starts having a go at the audience. Yeah, Filmed yeah. of a live yeah, audience. Gungans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like so we mentioned the Muppets, they own the Muppets, you know, there could they be could again some sort of yeah. collaboration or something. Yeah, I, want, I don't think yeah. it would be like a Guardians one, though. I don't think it would be like an in-universe kind of adventure or something, because then you're just going to, like, how would you bring in any character into that? Well, yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah, I st- yeah, I believe Star Wars should still remain out of our universe, but Guardians, yeah. because is yeah. Because the MCU is within yeah. our world. Yeah. But what I mean is I don't think you would. it would be very hard to do like what Guardians did in terms of having, like, you know, how could you have a character like Ahsoka needs to get home for life day, you know, that kind of thing. And she runs into Kevin Bacon. I can't, there's no (laughs) character which I can imagine in the universe which would work as, you know, because Guardians are already comedic characters. There aren't really any major comedic characters. You know, there's people like, people, droids and characters like 3PO, etc. But, you know, if they were to have their own special or something, that would usually be animated or something, which then makes it more of its own thing Mm. rather than... Because I believe... I always use the holiday special as an example when people are angry at any Star Wars for being like <laughs> silly or they say it's terrible. I was like, the second project this franchise really had mm. was a Star Wars holiday special. So I think they set a precedent early on that this won't always be good or great. Oh, great, yeah. And, you know, you can always look back on it. And I think a problem with a lot of people who really, like, are angry at Star Wars now for whatever well, reason, they take it so seriously. It, they need something I, like this not, to not, really... Not just the holiday special. It's also, like I mentioned, it was Hardware Wars. It was yeah. uh, the Ewok specials. It was the Ewok and Droids animated shows, mm. you know? And then shortly after that, it was Spaceballs. But Yoda it... was on Vodafone adverts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this I remember. Like, yeah. 
this is what I mean. It's since its inception, it's always had this like. Uh, it's a bit of a weird and wacky franchise that can mm. sometimes be yeah. really bad. Like, and also, if you look again at like what we're saying about with Skeleton Crew, or if there's anything that's going to be made which is going to be a bit more family friendly, or have like children or kookier characters, you know, there is the opportunity to then, like Disney's done with Marvel, to have like, you know, Hawkeye, for example. They were like, let's make this a Christmas show, or like the What If now that that's coming out Christmas. They're like, let's put this, make this Christmassy, you know probably they could keep that to all of their other properties like disney live action and marvel superheroes it probably fits more with that because it's earth-based but if they really wanted to they probably could have like you know something happening at life day which makes it a bit christmasy mm. which would you know be something that's released in december which would make it a, a holiday special to a degree but nothing like this holiday special it would just be a star wars show or special which would come out just for people to watch over the holidays but it's just another star wars adventure or something yeah. it might just be life days brought well, up that's, or whatever i mean know? that i kind of love apart from solo all the films under mm. disney that i kind of loved that they cemented december mm. and even yeah. though it's got nothing to do with christmas yeah, it, yeah. Well, it felt like you know end of the year christmas yeah, yeah. and mm. star wars yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's and that's quite often the thing as well is the like you know, you look at Aquaman now and last year with Avatar and the fact that Aquaman made a billion dollars before, quite often uh, a kind of tropical kind of film can do quite well as a Christmas time yeah. as a contrast, you know. And, and I think, like you said, Star Wars glowing blue and red lights, you know, it's already kind of Christmassy in a way itself. So well, I think it's, that they, it's yeah. a fantasy, you know, yeah, that's, what, so. that's what it, yeah. Christmas is all a fantasy. Yeah. So. It's all in your mind. <laughs> oh, God. I've been using the mind evaporator. Santa isn't real now. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but that's a, a yeah. sad note to end on. Chewbacca in red robes, though. That's real. <laughs> Keep him out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, very strange and interesting thing. I, I may have the slightly controversial opinion. I wouldn't mind if this was canon. It would not bother me one bit to know that this happened. It makes no sense, but I think that's like I don't think it does anything like I, I don't think it actually or, yeah I don't think nasty. it actually causes any harm to the canon. So no. who would care? Yeah. It's dumb and it's not good, but it's one because people speak about it so disgusted. You'd think it's like you know it's evil or something. It's just bad. It's cheap and dumb, and that's all right. Yeah, well, so that you get some very serious fans which almost treat Star Wars and other like pop culture things as like sacred texts mm. so if anything's bad mm. about it it's like no <laughs> pagers they, they were, they were not. not yeah <laughs> i'm very interested in i always like to think about the alt history of star wars potentially of i think the plan was if star wars didn't do amazingly mm. he had like he'd already written like a really cheap sequel that became oh, okay. splinter of the mind's eye Oh, that was the book. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's why Han Solo isn't in it is because they weren't they weren't sure if they could get Harrison Ford back. Right. I always like thinking about these things, and I think this is a really interesting look at, like, you you make it makes you think like could Star Wars have become a TV thing, not based off this, but even back then could they have made a Star Trek budget? Yeah. <laughs> a continuing true. adventures of Star Wars. Well, George's mind was focused it on tvs as much mm. as films so he that's where yeah. he, he did want to go to that yeah to think like because tv just didn't have the technology or the budget to to do what he wanted so 
Because this is, yeah, the genesis of Star Wars on TV. The one successful animated bit, the next shows were animated. Mm-hmm. When it came back to live action, we got a whole show about Boba Fett, who's introduced in this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like a weird circle. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, it's got to the point where, you know, people were talking about Andor as, like, Andor is prestige TV. It's, like, had a full, like, arc. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. It's like with anything I say, like, you know, when people are like, they ruined this or they changed that, and it's like, you know, unless a company literally goes back and, like, burns every tape available or, like, you know, because even when they've said, like, I don't know, films that have X-Men, for example, which have gone back and changed timelines and that kind of thing, it's like, you can, that will always be there. You know, you, if if you don't like the prequels, this, the, you know, original trilogy is still there for you. You can still enjoy that, you know. Granted, you know, if you love, like, the original cuts and not the special editions... Might be a bit more challenging. It'd be nice if they could make those more readily available. But yeah, like you guys said, I think, you know, if this was canon, you know, it's just whether you acknowledge it or not, it's the same as all the books, the comics, Mm. you know. Like in my head, I was just about to say, I don't like the fact that maybe this character is apparently this happens in that book or that comic book. But it's whether you just want to, you know, canonize that in your own head. A lot of people will say, oh, well, how did this character get to there from there to there? And that hasn't been explained in canon yet. And some t- people will just say, well, in my head, I canonized that this happened. Dead canon. That's mm. fine. So I think that, you know, I think for me, the holiday special is maybe too linked to the real world to officially. And probably if it was canon, I would like that they would maybe just say something like, Itchy was a name, a nickname that they attributed. Ichuardo. Yeah. <laughs> Try and change up the names. But apart from that, like I said, there's nothing too offensive in there. Like, you know, who, who cares? Just you can acknowledge it. You can't. Overall, it's a very small drop in the ocean of like the biggest storytelling of Star Wars. Mm. So, yeah. Well said. Well said. What What needs more be said about Star Wars Holiday Special, really? Like, it's something that's been covered by so many people yeah. in depth, the history of it, but. Well, very... especially with that um, recent documentary yeah, that, was, that say, was made about it. Out, yeah. So, shout out to. I can't. Do you know. Oh, I, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but if you touch, shows if you look how up, pre- prepared we are for this. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I booked tickets it's, to it's it, almost and I'm so unprepared I forgot to go. You forgot to go. Yeah, it's almost as if Niall had not gone and seen. <laughs> I do sure. want to though, so hopefully it'll be coming out on to, to rent soon. Yes. Yeah, I'm hope because I'd like to check that out yeah. as well. See an actual professional, not us three numbskulls. Yeah. Yeah. Get to the truth. Get to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it, you know, as like I said. As a Star Wars fan, I think it is a rite of passage. I think it's something mm. you should watch at least once. Yeah. And then torment your other friends by forcing them to watch it. Well said, well said. Tormenting your friends, it's uh, the, the name of the season <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or oh, happy, happy Life Day. Yes. Happy Life happy Day. Life. Yes. Yeah. Let's not be too, you know, narrow focused. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's take our Leia moment here and let's try and defeat evil. Evil. And stop. <laughs> Unity in the world. Yeah. <laughs> pretty lines (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that is that's the end that's the end that's it the end of the monday lorenz saga saga as it is Mm. it's like in godzilla minus one which we were watching the other day when just like he's charging up to do his atomic breath and he just goes and stops (laughs) (laughs) that's a very specific moment for a film that came out yesterday in this country what am i thinking of in which something just stops really suddenly and goes quiet i was like oh yeah maybe this recording maybe we'll like end like the sopranos just cut to black that's what i was thinking that's what popped in my head just before we kill dave (laughs) (laughs) just before we kill oh people will be debating it yeah Yeah. um i just nod and look at luke and then just disappear into a cloak 
but yeah, this is this isn't the end. There's more to come. Yeah, not the end of podcasting. Not the end of podcasting. We shall evolve. We're not so ego maniacal to think if we stop, podcasts stop. (laughs) Yeah, the whole system shuts down. Give up, Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, (laughs) well, yeah, it's it's been a hell of a run. (laughs) I'm afraid your podcasts will be unoperational when we stop (laughs) podcasting. I think it. Yeah, it's been a. Quite a journey, considering we started this podcast in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. Yes. You know, reviewing Mando season two, which Mm. feels so like, Mm. feels so long ago. We've had like so much Star Wars content since then. And Mm. that's what shows is such a different experience, wasn't it? That week to week was such a like, you know, so much conversation was going on Mm. and, you know, that build up to that finale. And, you know, it's hard to top that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how Star Wars continues to evolve with that. But... And yeah. We're, yeah, well, that's it. We're evolving as a podcast as well. I mean, we're mm. still we're still going to talk about Star Wars when there's yeah. stuff we want to talk about, but we're just mm. not going to be like a dedicated podcast where we discuss every piece of Star mm. Wars content yeah. and doing we, weekly review shows and stuff like. Even we, now, because we're we're sat in Dave's recording room and it's surrounded by Star Wars. <laughs> it, well, his beautiful <laughs> shelves are saying full of so much stuff to talk about. Yeah, and I feel like so many times we go off topic anyway and talk about yeah. other stuff. We but do, also, and but there's times in which we, you know we haven't enjoyed like certain seasons or episodes and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of creators out there which can give you that type of content. But you know, sometimes I mean, Dave, it's pizza night at the Curry House. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, our, our, our episode hear... titles will continue to. Yeah. Be. Oh yeah. yeah. If you want to hear, you know, Count Dooku's Brexit, then come and check <laughs> us out. You know. <laughs> That was one of the weirdest ones recording in my the hotel room at yeah. celebration. I felt very bad for your partner to just sit, sit through it, listen yeah. to us listen talk to, about uh, Count Dooku's breath. A gaggle of yaggles, you could have called it, or the gaggle of yaddles, whatever that oh, one episode oh, yeah. was called. As there was well. that one as well. Yeah. yeah, and we'll definitely be you know looking at the Bad Batch season three. You know, and oh, that's always an enjoyable for sure. tie. You know, like. Going through our emotions. You know, we're probably going to be looking at, you know, I would actually say we're probably going to discuss most of, yes. of the Star yeah. Wars content yes. that comes out. Cause Apart as, from that Ahsoka show. That was I mean, so come woke. on. That come was on. so woke. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I mean, we're not going to get into too much of it, but, you know, I, I kind of like that show. It was pretty good. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was okay. It was okay. I thought it was balancing. Dave, what, what's, what's your one sentence uh, thoughts on Ahsoka? Uh, had lost stuff which I love within Star Wars. Had I lost some stuff which I don't like in some modern Star Wars, and could have been a movie. I think it's mm. my, but, but yeah. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, enjoyed it. Some stuff questionable, but overall, I like the vibe. I the vibe. I like all the about vibe. vibes. Yes. Mm. All right then. So I guess we're gonna head out of here for the year now. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be back sooner than later. I think in the new year we'll have a. A new name, I think. Mm. A new, a new angle. We'll figure out the show plan for that. Mm-hmm. We'll have lots to talk about because things are happening again. When we started the show, it was a pandemic. Yes. What we're yeah. going to talk about is like, oh, maybe Wonder Woman eighty four is coming out one day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, I wonder if that James Bond flick will come out. <laughs> I shouldn't have made that wish. Um, <laughs> the James Bond don't remind me. I knew I shouldn't have gone to China. <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah. So. That's it for us. Yeah. We'll be back sooner than later. It's been a, it's been an honor and a privilege. And just to thank you to all the guests as well we've had along the way. Uh, some I've met in real life and mm-hmm. very, very fine people who we'll hope we'll get on to talk about other stuff. They're freed. And, and thanks to everyone who's listened. Yes. Yeah, as yeah. Well. yeah. Thank you guys, um, you know. Uh, and if you were here with us just for Star Wars, you know, thank you for being with us. But hopefully there'll be more for you on the new show. 
Yeah, because we'll not just as well not just like media and things we're into. I think we'll kind of be talking about life, politics yeah. as well. Well, yeah. well <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I think <laughs> why as, not? As, we'll talk know, about cancel culture. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always going to be interesting to have you know three three people who you know for, to be clear you know some of us have never met you know before podcasting and stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. So it's about you know three Star Wars fans who came together and I think approach a lot of projects. You know sometimes I'll find myself talking about something and I'm like, well it's like Star Wars and I'm like I need to stop mentioning Star Wars. I know, but I, it influences so I, much so of my much opinion of, yeah. and so much of popular cinema mm -hmm. that it's always going to have that. You know uh, Obi Wan is my Jesus yes, because a lot of yeah. the time I think. If I'm in a difficult situation, I'm like, what would Obi-Wan do in, yeah. in this type of situation? Get a drink. Yeah. going <laughs> for a drink, yes. It's very wise. But like, you know, in the spirit of Star Wars, at least we're ending the project due to creative differences. Creative <laughs> differences. So Jake is making his own movies now, but we'll never see those. <laughs> You'll never see those. <laughs> Jake's making The Monday Lorian. They're in the yeah. A one-man show. Yeah. <laughs> the special editions of The Monday Lorian, yeah. where I've just edited both of you out. And it's just <laughs> me talking to myself. So, yeah, until we see you in the new year, that was the way. That was the way. That was the way. <laughs> There's no, like, clip of that to use afterwards. <laughs> no. Now it's good night, friend. Good night, friend. Good night. But not...